Hey, this is Elliot Fisherman. I'm now live. Uh, welcome to CT is Us. It's Thursday, November 2nd. It's November. Happy November to everybody. And boy, I don't know where you are, but it is cold in Baltimore. It was three degrees when I went to work this morning. And I know I was with some folks from Mayo Clinic the other day who said it was snowing in Rochester. So it's November. What are you complaining about? Winter is here. Of course, it was 80 degrees about three days ago, but it'll be 60 this weekend, I noticed. But get out your winter coats. It's that time of the season. Anyway, this month is Pancreatic Cancer Month, so at least a couple times we'll talk about pancreatic cancer. Last week was my honor to present at the Lust Garden Foundation in New York an update of the work we're doing with their funding on pancreatic cancer. Lust Garden Foundation is, I think, the only foundation that is totally dedicated to pancreatic cancer. There are many excellent foundations, Stand Up the Cancer and many others, I won't try naming, but the Lust Garden is special to us. It's been uh, the, the, co the company, I mean, the foundation that's had taken uh, the risk with us in supporting our work with AI for early detection of pancreatic cancer. And we're always grateful to them and I was able to present for 45 minutes what we're doing. Uh, had a bunch of great questions from the members of the uh, foundation, including the president of the foundation, chief medical officer. So I think it, it was it was a great meeting up in uh, New York, out in the burbs. I had to flow all the way to uh, Islip Airport, which is at the very end. It's only like about eight gates in the airport, but it was very nice. So let me just tell you what I spoke about. And as I said, this is Pancreatic Cancer Month, and we'll talk a lot about pancreatic cancer. I'll probably have one talk where I talk about screening, perhaps. Uh, but let me tell you what I spoke about. And so our uh, work is on the early detection of pancreatic cancer. So I spoke basically about five things that we're doing. And this is kind of the order I spoke about. It just kind of seemed logical. The first thing I spoke about was the error rate in pancreatic cancer detection. 40% of lesions two centimeters are smaller or missed, which is bad, but it also provides great opportunity for us doing better. If we can detect most of those early cancers, survival will increase. Remember, a patient with stage one or even stage two pancreatic cancer has up to a 60 or 70% survival instead of 10 or 12%. So early detection is everything. So, and we spoke about some of the problems. Lesions are small, hard to see. People miss dilated ducts. They miss small lesions. Again, the problem with pancreatic cancer is it's not always rule out pancreatic cancer. Maybe vague abdominal pain, or maybe aortic aneurysm or trauma, and you have the opportunity to detect it early, and you don't. So that becomes very important. Um, I spoke about this article that Satomi Kalamoto has for RSNA about the misses. And then I spoke about the first thing was cinematic rendering, how we're using cinematic rendering to look at texture mapping to potentially pick up early pancreatic cancers. And one of the things we're doing this year is working with Siemens to try to automate the detection process and automate the parameters, which would have more people use it. So that would become very valuable. So I showed some examples of how cinematic rendering can pick up smaller tumors. I discussed some of the pros and cons of cinematic rendering. Again, you need to know how to use it, and you probably don't have the time to do it on every patient, but if it was automated, 
things will work well. I then spoke about radiomics, spoke about the work we have done in the past, showing the accuracy of CT distinguishing between normal and abnormal pancreas for cancer, high 90s, 99% in fact. I showed our work with um, radiomics, separating pancreatic cancer from autoimmune pancreatitis, which can be a compl complex problem. I showed our work with radiomics, looking at and detecting neuroendocrine tumors, as well as staging neuroendocrine tumors. I showed our work with cystic pancreatic lesions, being able to analyze cystic pancreatic lesions better than a radiologist and determining what specifically uh, it is, serocystatinoma, mucinous, IPMN, uh, a, a cystic neuroendocrine tumor, you name it, we're working carefully on all of those things. And I spoke about that. I then spoke about the one of the key things in doing radiomics well is the ability to segment the pancreas. I spoke about our work with Microsoft and segmentation of the pancreas. Again, the automated accurate segmentation, some of the really uh, cutting edge work we're doing and are about to report on. And so if you could find the pancreas in nearly every case or 95% of cases, then you could run the radiomics and pick up early tumors. Again, the key thing for detection will be the equivalent of screening on patients who are just having a scan over a certain age, say 50 or 40, but then having everything done automatically and not having the radiologist do things, which would not happen because it's just too time consuming in an era when you're too busy and you're trying to get the work done. So that's, that's the, th the next thing I spoke about. I showed our results. So again, um, the ability to find the pancreatic gland. We had this experiment we did, and I won't go into that, but really good at doing it. I then spoke about um, some of the work in radiomics that other people are doing, where, for example, at Mayo Clinic, they've been able to look at pre-detection of pancreatic cancer with radiomics, even years before the cancer is detected, and even where radiologists can't see it, even when they're looking back. So the excitement of radiomics as early detection, and again, how we can optimize the radiomics, but also the workflow and the work process. We then spoke about the work with Microsoft looking at cystic pancreatic lesions, focusing in this part about how you could, uh, you know, there was a study done with 860 patients that went to surgery. 40% of the patients actually had surgical lesions. There was some work done by Bert Vogelstein uh, with where they developed a program called COMSYS, which was better than 60% accuracy. And I showed the work with Microsoft where we're better than 90% accuracy using the EGMs that Microsoft has developed and some of the sophisticated algorithms with Juan Ferez and his team in AI for good that we think we could approach 90%. Imagine 40 to 60 to 90. I showed some of the work we're doing there, and that article hopefully will be submitted over the next couple of weeks. So we're doing very, very good work in that regard. And we have very strong partners, which is very important. Um, so I showed those things, and then looking at how you put all of those together as a way of being able to do earlier detection of pancreatic cancer. 
Obviously, we like to have genetic tests, lab values, the equivalent of a liquid biopsy. We'd love to have some lab value or something that could tell us when there's early pancreatic cancer. We'd love to have some new drug come along that once you get pancreatic cancer, you could stop pancreatic cancer in its tracks. All of those things actually support from Lusgard is working on. Our thing is earlier detection. If we can do earlier detection, then treatment can be done earlier. You can be able to hopefully lower the stage level of patients, and then based on lowering staging, be able to intervene earlier, with surgery being the, opt the ultimate, the cure, and then being able to do that and really change the paradigm. So we will be speaking a lot about pancreatic cancer this month. We're gonna focus on it, and hopefully, um, if you have any questions, I see John Biakinos from home, hey John. Uh, and Lily posted some of the work from Lust Gardens. You could read about that. You can just read about the Lust Garden Foundation. It's a very, very wonderful foundation supporting all sorts of pancreatic research, trying to end a very deadly disease. As we know, pancreatic cancer is the third leading cause of death in the US on cancers. Breast and colon are above it, but unfortunately, the other ones are coming down, which is fortunately, right? But pancreatic cancer is not. And it does appear like there are more pancreatic cancers. So we're part of that battle. We're excited. We're honored to be part of it. And we look forward to great things over the coming years. So let me stop there. If you have any questions, just write them down, and I'll get back to you. And on CTSS, we are putting up some new pancreatic cancer lectures, so hopefully we'll see you there. And with that, have a great day.